Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning! This is the very first Dig a Bit for our study of the crown. Welcome to the study. I'm so glad that so many women and so many groups in so many parts of our world have decided to join us as we study David, the king in the Old Testament who was the forerunner of Jesus Christ, and especially as we make comparisons, look at ironies, and figure out who is the king of kings and why he is the king of kings and what we should do to be humble subjects in his great kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I hope that by the end of this study, there will be more women who are part of the kingdom of Christ. I pray that by the end of this study, there will be many women who are part of the kingdom who have grown in their walk with the king and who are looking forward to that eternal crown that we will receive in heaven. As we begin today, I just want to make some introductory remarks about David and Jesus. This is Digabit number one, September 2023. Our new study is The Crown. I want us today to make a point to try to look at the irony the juxtapositions, if you will, between David and our Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to look at some of the things that we go, they're wow moments, they really are. When we look and we say, wow, David was the king who got to wear the glittering crown, and Jesus, the perfect one, was the one who wore the crown of thorns. Those are the kinds of things that I want you to look for ironically is the word that you will say when you say ironically David did this but our Lord Jesus Christ did this you will say by way of contrast David was this but our Lord Jesus Christ was this take some examples with me for this morning and this dig a bit will be yours it was the bloody man it was the liar, it was the adulterer who wore the glittering crown here on this earth. He was the one who was the supreme ruler, the monarch of God's people Israel on this earth, but he was the one who was the murderer of Uriah, the adulterer with Bathsheba. Now I know, and we are going to study the great attributes of David and how the great forgiveness of God is displayed in a big way in the life of David. But I want you to notice, ironically, it was the adulterer who wore the glittering crown. And it was the one, the completely innocent one, the one who had no deceit found in his mouth. It was Jesus the Christ who wore the crown of thorns. Have you ever thought about the fact that he was there throughout the Old Testament when the spiritual adultery was being committed? Jesus Christ was there from before the foundation of the world. He created the gold that was in the golden calf 
as Moses was up on Mount Sinai in Exodus, around Exodus 20, getting the old law, the creator of all of those people who were bowing down to the golden calf, the creator of the gold, the creator of the skill in Aaron's hands, all of those attributes belong to our God, Jesus Christ. And yet he, the one against whom the spiritual adultery was committed, was the one who wore the crown of thorns. While David, a literal, physical adulterer, was the one who wore the glittering crown while here on earth. We see David is the bloody warrior. He wasn't allowed to build the temple, you'll remember, because there was blood on his hands. He was the bloody warrior in defense of the kingdom of Israel. And really, um, many times, he was the bloody warrior in defense without choice of defending. Jesus Christ is our, in another sense, bloody warrior on the cross. He submitted. He freely gave his blood. He knew about the crown of thorns. He knew about the nails piercing his hands and his feet. He knew about the sweat as blood, and he knew about the sword piercing his side. He knew about all of those things, and he submitted to them. He was our bloody warrior in a very different sense of juxtaposition when we think about David and Christ. I just want you to think about the irony of that. David was anointed king. He was actually anointed three times, and we'll study about that in his lifetime. He was anointed a physical, literal king, and he was honored in that anointing. Our Lord, God, Jesus Christ, Luke 7, beginning in verse 38, was anointed with the tears of a sinful woman who broke an alabaster box. He was God, and that was his earthly anointing. We think about the shepherd. David's sheep were loyal to him because they were dumb, unable to speak, that is. They were meek, instinctive followers of their shepherd David. Have you ever thought about that the shepherd of the universe, the shepherd Jesus Christ, allows his sheep to choose whether or not to follow him? John 6, in verse 66, I'm going to turn over there real quickly while we're thinking about this. It says there, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. And Jesus said to the twelve, Will you also go away? And we know that one of them did. And in fact, all of them for a short time forsook Jesus and ran when he was arrested in the garden. Simon Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. We are the sheep who get to choose, unlike the sheep of David. And there are more of those ironies that we could mention that 
uh, we will see as we study. I just want to challenge you today to be looking for them. Be looking for the ironies in the accounts of David, the physical king, and Jesus, the eternal king. But as we close, I want you to also notice this. In the eternal kingdom that will exist forever and ever in heaven, it is all honor, all glory, all majesty that will be given to the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. I have crowned him, God says, with glory and honor. I want you to think about the eternal crown. It's not a crown of thorns. Revelation 19, we get a little picture of that. I'm going to turn there real quickly. Verses 12 and 13 says there, and we're talking about from verse 11, we know Jesus Christ. Let's look at verse 10, as a matter of fact. I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said to me, Oh, see thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of your brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven open, and there was a white horse. And he who sat upon him was called Faithful and True, uppercase letters in Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. Remember we talked about David the warrior? Our king makes war too against spiritual powers in heavenly places. His eyes were as a flame of fire. And listen, on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. In the beginning, John 1, 1 was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. I love that. In heaven, it'll be many crowns, and they will not be crowns of thorns. They will be crowns of glory and honor. And then we think about David being the bloody warrior, but Jesus is the one whose vesture was just dipped in blood and who was riding on the white horse. And we got to follow him. And the armies which were in heaven followed him on white horses, clothed in fine linen and white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he could smite the nations. And he rules them with a rod of iron and treads the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of the almighty God. And he has on his vesture and in his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I know that there are some figurative language there and some things that are difficult to understand, and we'll be talking about um, how that the Bible is its best interpreter, and we'll be talking about some of those passages. But for now, I just want you to notice that David was the bloody king, the bloody warrior, in defense of the kingdom of Israel, really without choice, but Christ chose to submit and to have his vesture dipped in blood. And then the sheep, the, um, the sheep that follow blindly, dumbly, and the sheep that choose to follow. And when we think about that in the eternal kingdom, we think about 
every knee. You know, people get to choose to walk away from Christ here on this earth. Sheep get to choose to walk away and fall into the pit here in here on the earth. But there's coming a day, Philippians 2, verses 10 and 11, there's coming a day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess there will not be a choice in the eternal kingdom. And then we think about the anointing. Oh, David was anointed with a glorious anointing when we think of in earthly terms. Three times he was anointed and he became the greatest king in the history of Israel. And Jesus was anointed here on earth with the tears of a sinful woman who broke an alabaster box. But listen to his anointing described in Hebrews 1, Hebrews chapter 1. And again, I'm going to start in verse 6. And again, when he brings the first begotten into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. Oh, they were already worshiping him in heaven when he was brought into the world. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits or winds and his ministers a flame of fire? That's what he said to the angels. But to the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Your crown is forever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom because you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, listen to the anointing, even your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. The heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. And they all shall wax old. As a vesture, you will fold them up and they shall be changed. But Jesus, you are the same. And your years will not fail. His anointing is the ever, in the eternal kingdom, is the everlasting anointing. What I want you to see here is the great disparity between the glory of the physical King David and the persecution, the poverty, the final death on the earth of the Lord Jesus Christ. But then it all switches when we get to the eternal kingdom and Jesus is crowned with glory and honor and his to his kingdom there is no end he is crowned with many crowns he has the vesture dipped in blood but he's riding on the white horse his anointing is the anointing of glory and honor and an everlasting kingdom and every knee, every sheep will be following. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. Great disparity in the earthly kingdoms of David and Jesus. But in the heavenly kingdom, we are more than conquerors because he is the great and victorious king, the conqueror of all darkness of all sin and we as his followers will get to be glorifying honoring subjects of that great king forever and ever 
that's kind of a broad overview of our study. The watching for those ironies, those disparities, those juxtapositions in the earthly existence of David and Christ. And then we will be looking to that eternal crown that is uh, sitting on the head of the King of Kings forever and ever. All right, hope you have a great day.